Hi, good evening and welcome to a Barmy Army podcast number 56. Tonight I'm joined by Ian and Jake, who is currently one of the happiest people in the world. Um, how are you both? Uh, fine, thank you. Jake, have you stopped celebrating yet or are you still going? It's still celebrating, but still very much buzzing for, uh, for, for Northern Ireland, yeah. I, I, I did, I will make an honest, honest uh, thing, I did flick between that and a bit of the England game, uh, but I didn't see any of the goals from the Irish match, but congratulations to them, it's, it's a hell of an achievement. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the FA Cup game and looking back at some of your season highlights, but... Usually, when we do these podcasts, Jake usually gets in the comments and he has a bit of a rant. Tonight, I'm going to start with the rant, and I, I, I think it's a fully justified one. I don't know whether anyone watched the England game last night, but during halftime, they had Baroness Campbell on, who was talking about the, the, the prospects of the game, where she wants it to go, where she thinks it will be in, in a few years. And she spoke very well, and I have no issue at all with what she said. However, I do have an issue that this weekend is the FA Cup. It is the FA's crowning jewel for the women's game, and only one game is being shown live on telly. Our game isn't being shown live. MUTV are showing a, a, showing a rerun of it at half past six. But right now, it's not being shown live. Jake, I'm going to start with you. You are a women's fan, longer than me and Ian, and I don't think Ian will mind me saying that. You, we, you know, you love all the cup competitions. What do you think of the fact that none of the games are being shown live? Only one is on the Re uh, BBC uh, Red Button. It's it's incredibly half-hearted. You know, this is the competition that, that they're making amends for. They're putting, they're allowing it to continue into next season as they did with the last season's one. They're, they're making all these changes, but then when it comes to actually showing it, showing it to the fans and trying to grow the game as they say that they're, they're trying to do or assist anyway, um, it's not happening, is it? You know, they've got an FA player. The FA player was made to show these sorts of games. Obviously, primarily the WSL, but they don't show the Conti Cup. Okay, I can half accept that. But the FA Cup, you know, it's a competition steeps in history. But what's going on with it? You know, you've got a streaming service there. WSL teams who you broadcast every week are hosting games. I know we're away in this case, but you said there's one game being shown. That, that, that's disgraceful. I know it's round four. Well, as I said, they are at these some of these grounds every single week broadcasting matches. Where's the excuse? It's the FA Cup, it's their own competition, it's the one that's recently had the sponsor in Vitality, it's moving forward, and then we get we go back to square one. We go back to where three three two or three seasons ago where we were scrambling to find any sort of stream of the game, especially in the current time where we can't go ourselves. If 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 the United game isn't shown it'll be a massive loss to us all. And I think it's unjustified. Uh, before I come on to you, Ian, uh, evening, Debs, John Fry, John Neville, Sang, good evening. Um, I'm just going to quickly, in case people came in late, um, <clears throat> currently, John, I'll answer your question. Currently, the game isn't being shown live that we can we can see anywhere. It's being shown pre-recorded -record, uh, at half six on MUTV. What makes this decision even weirder for me, and Ian, I'll come to you on this point, is that earlier this season, in the th I think it was the third round, and you would probably know better than me, the FA player was showing men's FA Cup games yes. from small grounds. And that, to me, makes this decision of not sh only showing one FA Cup game even more bizarre. We know this camera's going to be at the Burnley game because... As I've said repeatedly, MUTV are showing the whole game. Now, we all know that the FA player can pick up feeds, yet this isn't happening. What are your thoughts on this? 
it's it's disappointing. I can understand why MUTV can't fit it in on MUTV at the time. The men kick off at four, and they need to build up. I understand that, but I personally think it's something they could have streamed. You know, they streamed one of the pre-season games, didn't they, over the Man United website. So I don't know why they couldn't possibly do that this weekend. Um, but never mind, we'll get it in full at half six. Just need to stay off social media for a few hours. <clears throat> but we shouldn't have to do that, if I'm brutally honest. Um, but the F, as you say, the FA did show every single tie that was not picked up by the BBC or BT on the FA player in the third round and the fourth round, I believe. And then everything after that was televised by either the BBC or Sky, um, just because they then were down to a manageable number of fixtures. Yes, some of the games were only a single camera feed, but that's what we get on the FA player anyway. Yeah. Um, so it does make a bitter mockery of it, saying you're willing to go and put cameras at men's grounds for a, a, a men's FA Cup third round tie, but you're not willing to go and put cameras up at uh, at a ground for a women's FA Cup fourth round tie. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. And going back to Baroness Campbell's statement last night, she wants this. She wants the league to come become more sustainable. She wants the women's teams not to have to go to the men's teams to to you know ask for handouts and money. But this is the FA Cup. John Fryer, you know, I'm not going to... John Fry and I, we're old enough to go remember the FA Cup being a very... You know, we all are. You know, going the FA Cup on a Saturday at three o'clock, it was, it was a very important part of the part of the, the year for you. The FA Cup in the, for the women's is surely just as important, yet it's being let down by the FA primarily. Jake, you know, we've signed this lucrative TV deal... Is this just, a, you know, is this a joke now? Because, you know, Deborah said it in the in the comments. Re hashtag respect the FA Cup. We've already had hashtag respect the Conti Cup. Do we need to, does the FA need to go, actually, yeah, we need to show these games? You know, we can't get into the game. If we could get in, it wouldn't be an issue because we would all be there. But this is, you know... A, a mockery, surely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is the, the oldest argument in the book for people who watch women's football, but it wouldn't happen in the men's game. And it hasn't, as, as we've already touched on, the third round games have shown on, on the FA player. Um, it, it's ridiculous how not them or anyone else is actually deciding to pick this up. And not only our game, let's think about other fans as well in, in this case. There's plenty of teams who will will not be shown anywhere this, uh, this coming weekend. So it is, it's awful. It is dreadful. The FA say they're doing one thing and then either don't do it, it's an empty commitment, or they just try something else and just sort of disregard it. They're only in it for having the whole, oh, this is our league, this is our cup. They only want to put the name next to it. They don't actually want to do anything with it. And I hope someone from the FA is watching tonight. It's unlikely, but... You know, they're so out of touch with fans like us, like other teams' fan groups, people who genuinely care about the teams who want to grow the game. And it's just getting frustrating because this is not the first time that they've um, they've messed us around. It's not the last time they've let us down. It won't be the last time that they'll, they'll let us down. It's going to happen again. We're going to be angry in the future. We just want to watch football at the end of the day. Why have we not got an FA which will support that unless it's the Lionesses? No, I mean, Jake, you make some very good points, but I just want to go into dip into a, a few few comments. Fiona says it's not only disappointing for United; it's surely disappointing for Burnley as well, because they've got ambitions to get up into into the Championship within, I think it's five years. Ian, is it? If I'm right with that, they said four they want or five to, years. Four or five years. So putting them on display surely is a, is a great thing um, for them. Ian, you make the, 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 the solid point, and, and Deborah makes the point as well about if the men weren't playing at four, maybe MUTV would have picked it up. But like you said, they have a two-hour build-up to the men's game beforehand. 
Are you surprised that BT haven't said, you know what, we'll stick it on BT Sport Extra or anything like that? I, it depends on the, the the rights. I don't know who have the rights to the FA Cup for the. I don't know if they were. If they're bundled up with the men's, then the BT then do have the right to show FA Cup games for the women. But again, it's a case of. Um, Is there the desire from the broadcasters to, to do it? You know, the only reason I think our game at Old Trafford ended up being on BT Sport Extra was because Casey kicked up a fuss. Um, but I, I don't know what. But it's just it makes doesn't make any sense. You know, there's loads of good games this this weekend that could have been picked for television. You know, the the game that's going on is what's Birmingham Coventry, if I remember correctly. That's going on the uh, on the red button. Um, that's actually not a bad game, if I'm brutally honest. You know, uh, that could be quite an interest, interesting game to watch. Um, but there are other good games in there. You know, City's game against, I think they've got Villa. Um, you know, that could be interesting. Um, there's some lower league sides down down here in the south that are playing WSL sides. You know, Arsenal have got a game against Gillingham, I think. Um, you know, those types of games are the kinds of games you'd normally see on television, you know, could there be an upset? You know, you never yeah. know. Um, so a game like United Burnley again is falls into that remit. Could there be an upset here? Um, it is disappointing. It's not unsurprising, as as, as Jake said, that nothing's been it's being picked up. But um, I supposed for us a delayed coverage is better than no coverage. There are teams this weekend that are not going to be able to see the full 90 minutes of their their team full stop. No, I agree. And, you know, as uh, we said at the beginning, there's a chance, a chance maybe it will be shown live on, you know, YouTube or Facebook or, or, or something like that. But it's now Wednesday night. They're leaving it. I mean, okay, they didn't announce the West Ham game on BT Sport Extra till that morning. So we, we, we live in hope. What gets me and, and Fiona has made the point here. Birmingham Coventry, as you said, Ian, is the only one listed on the FA player at the moment, but it's also being shown um, on the red button. What's surprising, if you go and look at the live games on the FA player, the Burnley Coventry, uh, Birmingham Coventry is there, but the City game's not on it, which they show games from the academy every week. I don't understand why that's not even being shown live. I, I, am, I don't I'm, know if City Plus is it going to be on City Plus because uh, the City might be streaming it on their own TV. I honestly don't. I don't go check City. I'm brutally honest. They could yeah. be showing their own game, but then again, that will only be available. You would think to City fans, you would think they would then give it to the, they say, "Hey, hello, FA." You know, they're playing Saturday at lunchtime now, aren't they? Because of the the yeah. funeral on Saturday. That, that's a game that if City are showing it, it makes sense to take the FA to take the feed of it as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we're recording it, so we've got a feed. So surely that could, that's going to be fed back live to Old Trafford for them to get to do the post on it, so it's ready yeah. for for six thirty. So you would have thought, well, why not just stream it straight to the FA at the same time as well? Yeah, and and that's exactly the point that I, I'm I don't get. It's being recorded from UTV, so it's being recorded live to be broadcast back to them. I I, I just don't get it. And Sang's made a very, you know, Sang, you know, Chelsea, they're playing London Bees. You know, we all know that's that'll be a good game. And as you said, Ian, you know, it's a cup. Anything can happen. Chelsea, uh, London Bees have beaten um, uh, Chelsea before. Karen makes a point, and Jake, I want to come to you on, on this one. Karen makes a point, you're never going to increase the women's game if they're not on telly. Is that something you agree with? Definitely, 100%. And uh, I think... Looking at the positives, not of this, but in general about more women's games being on TV in recent years, um, is that it has brought a, a wider audience to the game. Definitely, it's brought more fans to games. Not not massively, but it has brought a few more hundred here and there. Um, it, it's you know it's live recorded action which goes around social media, gets people talking more about it. So yeah, TV coverage is absolutely essential. And we can look forward to the TV deal next year, but I'm not sure Ian might know uh, if the FA Cup's included in this TV deal for next season. Don't think it is, but it wouldn't oh. surprise me that there's probably a, something in there that will then say 
that if you have the rights to the WSL, you then have also have first dibs at another competition. So it might be a case of if the BBC or Sky see again, oh, that's worth televising. It's probably just worth saying, yeah, we'll pay you £50,000 for it. I think they'll probably get first. I don't know is the honest answer, but my gut feeling is they probably have first rights to other games in FA tournaments. But it was only it was only lit, it was only announced as a WSL broadcast deal. Right. Well, I, I think it's I think there's still a long way to go. We, we're broadcasting the cup competitions, having the WSL now. We're getting what is it two three games a weekend live on TV. Great. Fantastic. We need to push on from there now. More on TV, expose it to people, not necessarily ram it down the throats, but we, you know, we, we know we've got designated times for it now on main channels. So, yeah, as Karen said, it exposes it to a wider audience and we, they need to take off every opportunity. You know, this is only half of what, what, they, can, what they can do. Yeah, and, and this, this week as well being the 10-year anniversary of the WSL and, and all those, it just makes it a very strange decision. I, I mean, I know we talk about things from a United point of view and I know things sometimes we get blindsided with, but for me as a footballing fan, the FA Cup is the FA Cup. It doesn't matter whether it's men's or women's, it's the FA Cup. It, it's still a cup that most people would want to win. and the fact that they're only showing one game live, it, it's it's ridiculous. Um, right, I think we've had enough of a rant on that one. Should we actually talk about, about the game? Um, good evening, Namrata. Uh, Sang makes a point just before we, we go on. Um, Sang says, I'm sure fans would watch a single camera stream than, rather than nothing. I, I would. I'd watch anything to watch this game. It's, it's, a, it's an FA Cup game. It, it's, it's potentially a giant killing potentially it probably let's talk about the game itself um i think it's fair to say we're not going into it in the best of form i think that's probably a fair assumption uh jake during the last watch along well let, let you having a bit of a breakdown halfway through it um but we got you through it can you see a lot of changes made to the starting 11 for this game jake uh, it depends if we have the players, to be honest. You know what we're like with injuries. <laughs> yeah, so, some encouraging pictures recently of obviously Russo back on the uh, training pitch. Don't think she, she'll be fit for uh, Sunday, but you know, if she is an absolutely great, great game to sort of get back, back up and running. Um, other players just just feel the team with a bit of heart. Do you know what I mean? A team that's going to take this game seriously. Yes, it's Burnley. Yes, the mid table National League opponents, but. Yeah, I just want to see an improvement on the last game, uh, which was the, the Brighton defeat, you know. I want to see passion. I want to see desire to win. I want to see a bit of cohesion in the team. And, yeah, that's, that's all I want, really. I, I don't care who starts at this point, as long as it's a player with a bit of ambition. So, 11 players with a bit of ambition about them. Ian, a lot of changes for you? Um... Just thinking, what's the date of the game? It's on the 80. Yeah, I think so, because I don't... You know, the devs are playing Wednesday, Wednesday. So I think there could be a couple of call-ups from the development squads into the into the first team 11, into the first team squad. I don't think some of them will start. We might see, you know, Tara and start. I'll probably, we'll probably see um, Fran and Goal as my... Ooh. my gut feeling on this. I think there will be some uh, rotation. The international players who've just been away will probably be on either rested or be on the bench. Um, so, you know, Jackie, Kristen, etc. Um, Hayley obviously didn't... She, I don't know if Hayley's fit yet, actually, thinking about it. She's probably not. Um, so, along with obviously the Lesia and... Um, Leah coming back from injury, I don't think they're fit yet. So I don't think we'll see them on Sunday. But, you know, there's no excuse not to start, say, Jess and um, Jane up front. You know, do a 4-4-2. Um, Ooh, 4-4-2. Hello. I, I, <laughs> I personally think we don't need to go 4-3. We, you know, we, we don't have the 
with the injury situation we have, we don't have the squad to play 4-3-3. In my personal opinion, I think we should go for 4-4-2. Um, I think that would f- f- suit us better with two up top. Um, it's Casey, so it'll be 4-3-3 because all we ever play is 4-3-3. Um, but yeah, I think we'll see Tara come in. Um, she'll probably start. As I say, the, the internationals will drop off to the uh, to the bench. Uh, Fran starting goal. Um, you know, Amy and Martha and Mudge at the back. Um, maybe with Millie. Probably with Millie. Um, but yeah, I think there'll be changes. Um, as I said, you know, we didn't have, again, we only had a few members of, of our squad go off for international duty, thankfully, or because most of them were injured. Um, so we've got a fairly fit squad to go with, but yeah, I think there'll be changes. I don't think, as I said, I don't think Kristen will play at all. I don't think you'll see Jackie. I don't think you'll see um, Honor. I think they'll all be rested. Okay, um, right, just a couple of hellos to say good evening to Namrata and Craig. Uh, thanks for, for joining us. Um, Ian, um, you can't add, we can only play two academy players because the rest are not in the first team bubble. So we can't bring them through. Namrata's uh, said that. Um, now, Craig, going back to what we were talking about, he said a team showed their FA Cup game on Instagram last week. So United shouldn't have a trouble. I mean, I'll watch it on, you know, anything, um, whatever it takes. Uh, oh, Karen's put. Uh, Karen said, uh, I think the international players might sit on the bench and give a rest to be ready for the league play the following week. But then, I mean, uh, I don't know if you want to read that out loud, Ian. <laughs> hey, I'll uh, take Rock- it. I will take it right now. Yeah, well, we've heard it here. Um, I think there'll be changes. I, I honestly do. I, I don't think I think John Fry said um, he he reckons four or five. I think there might be. A, I think there might be a few less than that. I don't. I don't think Fran will start. I think Mary will for some reason. I, I can't work out why. Um, um, but I think that the rest. I think. I think Kirsty Smith will start. Martha will start probably. Um, Maria will probably play at centre back. Uh, and we'll go from there. If we get, let, let's just go to the worst case scenario because, hey, why, in our current form, let's go to the worst case scenario and we win the game because right now I can't see the way we've been playing. You know, uh, a, if we don't win this game, can you see a load of people just going, Casey, get Casey out of the club? Ian? Unfortunately, I think there will be a minority that would say that. It would not be yeah. something I would be saying. Um, but unfortunately, there are some fairly vocal members um, that support the, this this club that could quite easily say that. Um, I, as I said, I don't. I wouldn't agree with it. Um, at the end of the day, these results don't happen every now and then. You know, look what happened with Sir Alex in his first season. You know, he was almost heaved out of the club, and look what he did to us in the end. So let's let's just you know, it's just a case of okay. Learn from it and move on. I don't. I, I, just, I don't expect us to lose. No. It would be extremely embarrassing to us if we did. Yeah. But um, let's be honest. This is a national league side. This is not a championship side that train who have been in full time training since the beginning of the season. This is a national league side that's only got two weeks of training behind them. And that's bet, and, and you know that's only probably a couple of nights a week. Yeah, Jake, you you like the underdog story. Hence, we're going to have a you know. Hence, last night, last night was the the complete underdog story. You can't see that happening on Sunday, can you? No, 
Um, absolutely not, because if we're comparing to last night, you know, it was Northern Ireland against Ukraine. Who are, Ukraine, they're an okay team. Right, they're, they're better than Northern Ireland for if we're looking at personnel, but they're an okay team. United are a professional, well-run, one of the best clubs in the country against Burnley, who, as you say, are just part-timers. No disrespect to them. I'm sure the girls play their hearts out every week and they, they go out giving 100%. And they do what they can for both the club and their own careers. But the gap in quality between the first and third tier in women's football is ridiculous. It's huge. It's, it's not like the men's where, you know, you've got a Premier League team facing up to the league one side and the league one side has a bit of a chance. You know, it's miles apart. I cannot see a situation where we don't win. And I admit, sometimes I'm too optimistic, I admit that, but seriously, that this is, as you say, Mark, it's not a championship team. It's not um, It's not a team that, that has the regular training, that has games week in, week out. The season's been on hold for, for how long? You know, it's it, all the odds are stacked in our favour. Yeah, just going to go through a, 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 few, com- a few comments. Uh, John Fry doesn't see us getting rid of Casey, and I completely agree. It would be a hell of a thing if it did. Uh, Sang says that would be extreme, wouldn't it? Coach Stoney's done a fair job till now. No serious faults from her side. Um, John Fry then talks about the men's side when Mark Robbins saved Fergie's job, apparently, Ian. Could you imagine if that says, says Jane Ross saves Casey? I mean, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Let's, I mean I'll say this. The way Casey sees the game, you just look at a punditry that she did for the BBC last night and on Friday night. You don't see that kind of punditry, even in the men's game sometimes. You know, that's yeah. how much Casey knows the game. Why would you want to get rid of someone with that much knowledge and that much experience? You just would be stupid. Yeah. Um, John Fry says, if we don't turn up, we could lose, but we should win. Uh, Namrata makes a very good point. And actually... It's a point that I completely... If we can't beat Burnley, how do we ever believe we deserve the Champions League? Um, uh, and Sang says, just to remind you guys, London Bees beat Chelsea during the year when we were in the double. Anything is possible. And then John Fry. And it's a very good point John Fry here makes about his previous comment. With a hat trick. Now, I mean, that could get us all off. I mean, I, I John, I, I'm taking that as... Purely, I can't wait for that hat trick to come in. Um, she has already got a hat trick this season, but Ian is refusing to take it. Um, she also, John Fry also says she took so much sense last night, she could see where England were weak last night. Uh, I didn't watch the whole game, I was flicking between the, the England game and the Champions League game, and I, I listened to Katie, and Ian is completely right. Her knowledge is she's, she's a student of the game. She, she's learned the game and um, I hope she's manager of United for a long time, uh, personally. Um, and then we now who know who our opponents are in the fifth round. And, <laughs> and ironically, the fifth round is our last game of the season. Of the season. And, we've been, and we've been drawn to play either Leicester or Liverpool at LSV. Now, I'm not going to put words in anyone's mouths in the chat, but I think we all know who we want in the next round. And it's a team that begins with L, so we're all right so far. Um, Jake, Liverpool or Leicester? Well, Liverpool definitely get us on TV, wouldn't it? <laughs> True. Uh, let's, not, let's not go down that road again. Um, yeah, based on form, and yeah, Liverpool. Form and occasion, yeah, Liverpool. Raf, easy answer. Shane, Shane asked me this question actually midweek, um, and we both had the same feelings on this, but I won't air it here. Um, but the, I would love to just play Liverpool again just to get some revenge from that Conti Cup game, because yeah. um, that was a very, very low point of the season. It it was, and we'll get on to. Highlights, lowlights, uh, a little bit later on. Uh, John Fry wants Casey to stay for 10 years and more. Uh, Deborah goes, she can't believe we haven't been drawn against City. No, that's in the sixth round. We're, we're all right till then. Um, 
Namrata, put fan after my own, Liverpool, kick and win the down. Absolutely. And Fiona asks a question for you, Ian. Hope you've got some time to go to the cash machine before Sunday. Um, I well, you know, or Deborah says, this, "What's wrong with this lovely Euro?" Money? That's your race, and that doesn't count. And Fiona but, says, he, "Deborah says you can do a bank transfer." Um, he's, he's trying to. No, I've said this. I've told Jake. I've me and Jake have agreed this in person that I will hand him over a twenty a twenty pound note in person at the first game that I can get to. And he can get to. Yeah. There will be a the thing is, he's not coming. Yeah, the thing is, Jake, he's not coming again to a game till 2023. Um, <laughs> he's uh, John, <laughs> John Fry. No one guaranteeing to get into next season, and that'll be the game at Brighton next season. But, yeah, but Jake, uh, hold, 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 hold. I'm not travelling the whole length of the country to get you 20. Stop, you're playing, you're, you're playing games now, you? Hang on, Dummies, I've got to travel. Bend in the rules. 20 quid. <sighs> Do you two want to like carry on and we'll just finish it now? Anyway, uh, John Fry wants to. John Fry wants Liverpool. I want Liverpool. Um, and uh, Sam now asks, "What type of pod has this become?" I, I honestly, I, I don't know. I just sit here and let these two just go out and just carry on. Um, so we're going to beat Burnley comprehensively. I'm saying that. Um. And we're then going to get Liverpool in the next round, and we're going to beat them comprehensively. The only problem is, is we're not, not going to play the sixth round until the following season, and that makes a mockery even more. I know there was the first, the national teams couldn't play, but don't you think they should have said we're not going to play it this season, the FA Cup? And we've we've had this conversation before, but. It just does kind of make a mockery of it, surely. I know we've we've had this conversation before, um, and we didn't like how the FA Cup was brought in, was finished off this season. Um, the FA were never, ever, if they could avoid it, not play the FA Cup. As soon as they knew that they could bring non-grass when they can bring grassroots sport back once they knew that that date was set by the government the fa cup was always going to return thankfully the idea of heads and tails to get people through rounds is gone no yeah. that would have been even more of a travesty by putting a team through by a, he- a flip of a coin would have been trapped would be the travesty so at least playing the games out is a, it's a positive step i know stoke withdrew because obviously their league was cancelled and they decided that it wasn't worth than coming back, so I think Wem got a bye, um, but it would have been. I would have preferred it to be finished this 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 season. Obviously, because of the Olympics, they're not going to be able to. But if when they do bring it back next season, I want to bring it back and start it with it. Start the season with it. Get it done. We do not need the league. And the Conti Cup schedule, which is already going to be congested, because obviously now the three there's going to be three teams in Europe probably who are going to be playing midweek matches every Tuesday and Wednesday, um, where there is no midweek gaps anymore for Conti Cup fixtures. So they're going to be pushed to weekends. So the fixture congestion is already going to be there. So just stopping and starting the FA Cup in the middle of it is just going to be. St- makes it even worse because sometimes you're not going to see a team play for three weeks. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Um, right. We're, we're going to um, go through some of the comments. Uh, Namrata says it will always be this kind of a pod. Wait till you hear about the apple sauce. We're not getting into apple sauce. It's done with. Um, Sang says all the neutrals want Liverpool. Um Sang and I'm, Sang says, sadly not, but I was here for the donkey story. We're not talking about the donkey. Um, <laughs> that's the reaction we get. Uh, John Fry then makes his prediction. United 10, Burnley 0. I think that's probably might be, if we can get, you know, that's three hat-tricks from Jane Ross. So that's 60 quid already, Jake. You're in here. And uh, and then we beat United, Liverpool 20 0. That, Jay, uh, John, I'm, I'm all over that. Um, Deborah makes the point, at least if we beat Burnley, we can guarantee MVU TV 
We'll show the next match. Yep. Um, Deborah then says the donkey story still traumatizes her. We're not talking about the donkey story. Um, uh, uh, Namrata says this will be Liverpool's cup final and they're winning it. And uh, those that will get, anyway, let's start to change on to your highlights of the season. I've got my own personal highlight. Actually, I've got a few. Um, I'm going to go with mine because if mine takes your two out, you've got some thinking time. My highlight of the season, and it's something that I mentioned in the New Year podcast, is the Chelsea game, the first game of the season. Purely because we were out of that game. We should have been out of that game at halftime. We all admitted it. Sam Kerr should have had an absolute bagful. But Jackie Gronin came on and she changed that game completely. And then she went on a, a run of being Jake's person of the match for the next for the rest of that year for the rest of the, the, the year twenty twenty. And I think for me, you look at where we were at Christmas to where we are now, it's it's a completely different team. But that Chelsea game is is what took us on that run, that brilliant run we had at the beginning of the at the beginning of the season. Jake, any what's your I know you know what's your standout moment of this season so far? Funnily enough, Mark, I was actually gonna go for the for the first game of the season, but um I'll, I'll say something different. I'll say um, the, the, the City game at home, uh, you know, we, similar story, really. We, we looked down, we looked out. It was, we were two down at half time. I'd given up all hope. I think I can remember saying, you know, this is, this, this could be, this could be embarrassing. But, you know, we picked ourselves up and we got back into it. T Tobin Heath inspired the team to come back. And it was, it was brilliant. And you, you know, that was, we, we, we should have lost that match. We really should have. But the, the, the desire and spirit that came within the team. Obviously, Tobin was a massive part of that with a rocket strike. And then obviously the, the equaliser, I think it was Kirsty Hansen who got that one. Um, but yeah, amazing comeback. And we salvaged a draw out of that. And we remained unbeaten for the first 10 games, I think it was. And that was a, a major part of, of the season. Obviously now, looking at it from, that, from this point of uh, the season, where we're, where we're fourth and Probably won't be getting back into thirds. It, it, it's disappointing and it doesn't mean as much. But at that time, we were all dreaming. You know, we thought if we can come back against City in this circumstance, then we, we can do anything. And again, it was taking points off the top three. And it was just it was just a very, very it was a day that filled us with hope. I'll say that. Yeah, just before I come to Ian, uh gonna go uh, John Fry says Press's goal at Old Trafford and also the Heath goal against City. Uh, Deb says, still I've not celebrated the goal against Tobin's Rocket and equaliser against City, especially too, but the goal was the best of the year. Uh, Namrata says, Tobin's goal is iconic. Uh, Sean says, Jackie's pass for the press goal. It was, it was beautiful. Um, Karen says, the City goals... And goals at Old T, uh, Old Trafford. Just going back to a point you've made, Jake, about the way we started the season. Do, does the way where we are now? Can you see where how the how and why the drops come so quickly? The obvious excuse will be injuries, won't it? But um, I, I think it's it's a bit of fatigue. I mean, that, that sounds like a really silly excuse with games with pl I mean, plenty of time between games, but. Yeah, fatigue, maybe a bit of lack of belief to keep going, but it, it's, I know this point's been made before, but it feels like the same as last season, you know, as soon as the turn of the year came, we were, we were hit and miss, it was, you know, we, we lost to Bristol and then we went and beat, beat Spurs and it was just all a bit, you know, we won one weekend and lose next, it was really unpredictable. Like last season, we had a really bad result against Brighton, it's, you know, it's, it's something that Casey, I hope, can address for next season and we can have a a solid season, maybe not go unbeaten and, and all the things we were we, we were doing early on in the first half, but just if we're going to have some bad results, you know, spread them out across the season, like have 
have some rhythm because our rhythm's just gone out the window now and it's it's gone from all these positive thoughts and all these ambitions and hope and all, all positivity has turned into such toxic negativity and it's horrible to see but the the, the, the people have fans have a point when they say these things about the scene that we're not good enough that we should be doing better that the case calling Katie into question with her tactics and whatever it's the performances haven't been good enough in the second half and it, it, it's disappointing yeah and and just want to go through a few comments um Namrata says LJ's header at Old Trafford. I mean, the game at Old Trafford in itself was a, a spectacle and it's something that I, I wish we could have been in there for. And I, I said that um, on the podcast. Um, Deborah says shout out for Tobin's first against Bristol. Yeah. Jake, just before I go over to Ian, I just want to get your, your point on this one. John Fry says in his eyes, injuries to Tobin and Leah have hurt us the most. You make no bones about it you have many favorites in the team but throughout the season you have constantly said in every watch along even though you've you might have voted for jackie's player of the match you've constantly said leah 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 i know we've lost tobin but is leah a bigger it was is leah a bigger loss to us than tobin or would you say they're both on a par they're both on a par, honestly. They both play in the same position. Uh, obviously, Leah moves back if they're, if they're both playing the same game. Um, it just we have we have two. I I'd say Leah could be world class level, not now, but in a few years time. And obviously, Tobin doesn't even need to prove herself. She is world class. It's two two very high quality players down that left wing, and we were terrorizing teams when they were both fit. Uh, obviously, then Tobin suffered the injury. And Leah, it came to a point where we were relying so heavily on Leah that if she didn't get the service or the space or teams just sort of sussed her out, that the whole team just didn't have any ideas. You know, the performance just dropped off. So, yeah, Tobin and Leah, definitely the, the, the key parts of our team. So it just makes me makes me hope that Tobin does stay for next season because we've seen what happens without her. And Leah, it's a lot of responsibility to put on her shoulders. She's one player in the 11 player team you know we should we expect a lot of Leah but we can't expect it to work miracles and for her to single-handedly win those games yeah I, I agree um just gonna go through other comments because you know we're going over to Ian uh Craig says the stunted return to Alessia didn't help either offer something completely different and Alessia to me is a massive loss as well uh sang Leah by far uh Tobin or Leah um, Namrata says Leah uh, as a Chelsea fan Sang says if I could poach a United lady it would be Leah um, John Fry says we lost our creativity without these two players in, in my eyes yeah again it's um, something I something I agree with and I did forget and Fiona has done it again we haven't mentioned Goose 1 or Goose 2 yet I mean they've got to be in there surely They've probably got run over by a train by now. Um just just before you go, Ian, um Sang said he would if we could trade a United player, he would take Leah. Uh Namrata says, Yeah, okay, Sang, we'll take Kirby. And I know, Jake, from conversations you and I have had, you would go, absolutely. Yeah, come on, why not? I mean, look, Frank Kirby's done enough to prove herself. Yeah, absolutely. Ian, your highlight lowlights of the season. Um, my highlight would probably be the Arsenal game at home. The first time we've beaten a so-called top three side. And in that game, we've pretty much controlled the game. Um, we, Arsenal didn't have a lot of chances in that game or didn't create a lot in that game. Whereas against City and Chelsea, if we're all honest, we should have been one out of those games by the time we got back into them. So we kind of rode our luck in those games and got a result. Um, so the Arsenal game for an all-round performance would probably be the highlight. Yes, Tobin's goal against against City is a, is a special moment. That 
Kristen Press goal at Old Trafford was again a very special goal to watch. Leah Halsey had that rocket against Bristol. Um, so that would be the highlight with the Arsenal game because I think that's probably the best all-round performance we've had this season. Um, and obviously, I don't want to talk lowlights, but you know, the last you know, since the big turn of the year, it's just it's not been great, has it? For honest. Um, you know, again, at Arsenal, we don't take our chances. We get punished. Against City, we were just, we were beaten by the best side, Chelsea away. Um, you know, we pretty much matched them. But again, a defensive mistake. So we, we lost the game through our own stupidity again. So... Yeah, highlight for me was Arsenal at home. Proper full, uh, really only full, you know, full round of performance we've probably had all season. Uh, and the low light is pretty much anything since Christmas. Yeah, um, just in the chat, um, Namrata says, I'm actually kidding, Sang. I wouldn't trade, we wouldn't trade Leah for anyone. Yeah, probably not. Um, When when you look back on this, we've got five games left. Two in the cup, three league. Tottenham is our next league game. And we've got a good record against Tottenham. I don't think they've beaten us. Well, they haven't beaten us. We all know that. And then, obviously, we've got Tottenham, Bristol, Everton in the league. Looking ahead, if we win Sunday, comprehensively, maybe like... The the 10-0 that John Fry says it gives a, gives everyone a, a boost of confidence. Can you then see a run starting again, Jake, to the end of the season? Yeah. Um confidence is what we need. A, a big win, you know, 10-0 might be a bit ambitious, but a high scoring win, you know, I'll definitely take and hopefully it's what we need because we've not had a high scoring win since obviously December in, in the Bristol game. And then, obviously, we had the big break after that. So, any momentum that would have built up didn't. So, yeah, I think a big win against Burnley can really give us something to kickstart from. Um, Albeit, we've got virtually nothing to play for in the league now. So, there's a lack of motivation there, maybe. But it's up to the players to motivate themselves. You know, they are professionals at the end of the day. They know they're one of the biggest teams in the league. So, they should be able to get themselves up for, you know, finishing strongly. Three games... All winnable on paper. I'm not disregarding the opponents at all. We know Bristol are dangerous sometimes. We know Everton have a decent side. So uh, Spurs, yeah, the game right after Burnley will be full of confidence going into that if we, we absolutely, you know, hammer Burnley uh, the weekend. So, yeah, I, I, I hope so. But I feel like the motivation we had earlier on in the season is, is long gone. Yeah. Uh, just going to go through some of the comments. Uh, Sang says, a low light for you guys has to be the Reading game. No one showed up, not even Hayley. And it's very, very rare we can, we can say that. Um, John Fry says nine points is a must. I, I think it would be great, John, uh, John, if we can get nine points. It keeps pressure mm-hmm. on Arsenal. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Sang also says you have to play for the badge and for your personal pride, which is exactly uh, what you said, Jake. Uh, Deborah says, would be nice to finish the strong season strong. Some players have to perform as they're in the shop window. John Fr- uh, Sang, Jake, just want to come to you on this one. You said before the Reading game and also before Brighton that you were worried about these two games. Sang says, oh no, not that one. Sang says, Bristol is the hard game. They're fighting for their lives. No disrespect, but Tottenham and, and Everton, they're safe. They're in the WSR next year. Would you agree with that statement? 100%. 100%. And this, this is the thing that I constantly rant and shout about. You know, United, some United fans are so quick to just disregard teams. Yeah, we're best on paper, so it's, it's three points, it's a big win. It's this, it's that. How many people did that against Brighton when, when we looked at the running? Oh, yeah, we'll beat Brighton, we'll beat Spurs, we'll beat this, we'll get all our points and we'll finish third. Well, that's not been the case. 
I'm sounding sound like a real pessimist now, but anything can happen in this league. I mean, look, we, we saw Bristol go and beat Reading. Reading, who had beaten us, who had taken points off Arsenal. It's a very unpredictable league at times. Bristol, I say, fighting for their lives. New hope under Matt Beard. We played them at a very good time back in December. They were down and out. They were hopeless. Now, season's completely turned on its head for them. They've got a real chance to survival. There's a real relegation fight going on down there. So, yeah, they'll, they'll be full of confidence. They've got everything to play for. So, we can't assume that we'll just win it. They beat us last season. They could do it again. We need to be on our game and do just just play play the football. We know we can. Because I'll go back to saying it. On paper, we're better than Bristol. So, go and prove it. You know, and don't, don't automatically think that, yeah, we're going to walk in, take three points and go. It's not that simple. Um, Ian... Craig asks the question, do you think Hayley Ladd's inconsistent selection is going to cost her a place at the Olympics? On ability, she's a nailed pick on pick for me. So, we all know that GB's taking a side to, to the Olympics. And I think we've said it in, in socials and on watch-alongs that we would probably, Hayley Ladd is probably the one name you, you do take. But... Right now, she's not being picked in United 11. She is injured. And we think she's been carrying an injury for a few weeks. But that's only a, a feeling. Do you think Hayley Ladd goes to the Olympics? And if so, do you think any other United players go? Um, no, I don't think Hayley goes to the Olympics. And I personally don't think she was ever going to be on the... I don't even think she would have been on the current shortlist. That's my gut opinion. Um, as for any member of a United squad going to the Olympics, because it's a it's it's a it's a reduced size squad. Uh, Millie's fringe. Um, so no, I don't think any of our squad uh, will go for a GB squad. Obviously, if Tobin and Kristen stay with us for next season, they will obviously be going to the Olympics. Um, but for a home nation squad, no, I don't think any of our team uh, is is on that plane to Tokyo. Okay. I think uh, if, if you're going to go for a, if if you were if you're looking at other if you're looking at people who would go instead of Haley, Sophie Ingle, uh, maybe. Um, Caroline Weir, um, you know, there are so many better players at other clubs, no disrespect to Hayley, in midfield that would go ahead of her. Yeah, and Namrata makes your point. Uh, Doubt Risa would pick Hayley. She plays as a centre-back for Wales anyway, and Ingle will be higher in the pecking order. Uh, Sang says centre of GB has to be Sophie Ingle. Um most people say, and John Fry says, uh, maybe Ella is the only one who might go. Uh, and then Amrata also says, Risa played Stanway in defensive mid, which means she's playing for a back, preparing for a backup. Um, I think on this question, I'm going to hand over to Mr. Great Britain uh, because he knows the international ins and outs of squads. Jake, you've obviously we've been talking about this for a while. So out of the United squad for the great british side who do you think do you think anyone goes or not um honestly no uh we, we've seen mary Earps is it can't even make the england squad nowadays which is disappointing something i disagree with by the way looking at england's current keepers as we saw last night but <laughs> um yeah um no, i can't see any of them quality wise i would definitely give Haley lad a place however her form has been great since the turn of the year uh, and obviously the injury worries, and she's not playing regularly, and obviously now she's missed this international break lately. Um, yeah, it, it's not looking good for her. Also, what works against Haley is, as everyone's saying, Sophie Ingle. They play the same position near enough, defensive midfield or centre-back, and if you're going to pick one over the other, it will be Sophie Ingle. Um, Jane Ross is another one. She was on the shortlist for the last one in 2012, but that was a long time ago now. Jane isn't the player that she once was. We'll admit she's not done it consistently or, or at all, you could say, for United, which is disappointing. She's a legend. She, she's someone who I've looked up to for years. 
but um, she's not at that level anymore. And I can't think of anyone else who would be, you know, trying to get in. Obviously, Tooney has been involved with England. LJ very slightly involved with England, but they're not. They're not going. It's, it's a, what is it? Eighteen players. What they have to take is yeah. it, it, you have to if you have to name eighteen players from England and maybe a few from Scotland and Wales. These these fringe players aren't going to get in. Yeah, Namrata really sums it up with. Um, I don't think any United player will be in Team GB. Um, Sam does, though, make a, a point. If Leah was fit, she might have been in with a shout, but that position has so many players. Um, just on the, You said, Jay, what I thought was interesting was about Jane Ross. You know, if she scores, you know, I don't know, six goals, three goals, you know, might get a, you know, three goals against, I don't know, Burnley. It might get a higher up the pecking order, potentially. And, you know, you 20 quid richer. Um, um, Ian, with the season coming to a close, and I, we'll go back to what I asked Jake, and John Fry said nine points is the minimum. Regardless of third place or we get it or not, I mean, Jake says it's done. People in the chat have got different different opinions. If we put take nine points, it still keeps the pressure on Arsenal, but we have to score a bag load of goals to get us to third. Will you take nine out of nine? Clearly, I think you would. But would you say, as a whole, the season hasn't been that great because of where we were in January, uh, where we were in December to where we are now? What would your overriding feelings be? Um... I'm going to be honest, I wasn't looking at Champions League football at the start of the season. I, okay. I honestly wasn't. I was basically looking on for progression from last season. Obviously, um, we had a we didn't have a great start, obviously, last season. We lost to the Etihad, lost at home to Arsenal. Um, and obviously, we then picked up our first points, um, obviously, against Liverpool. Um, and then we kind of went, okay. You know, we weren't setting... If the world alike, but we were playing all right. Um, we had obviously the the the, the traditional now, um, as we're calling it, a post Christmas blip. Um, so to to end, if we end the season fourth on the same, if we end up finish season the same fourth on the same number of points as Arsenal, and we only lose out in Champions League by goal difference. That's got that. That is an improvement from last season. Because look at the points gap between yeah. us and third last season. It was massive. Once you did it out on PPG, to finish the season level with an Arsenal is an improvement. Yes, Arsenal didn't have the greatest the seasons at the start, but they've got together. And you have to remember, next season Arsenal have a new manager, so we don't know how Arsenal. You know. That could, you know, we've seen new managers come in before and teams fall apart and don't play well. But I will see the season, if we take nine out of nine, if we end up losing Champions League on double difference, I see it as a, an, it's, it's, it's an improvement from last season, something to build on. Yes, at Christmas, we were all starting to get carried away at looking at Champions League football. But... I, my gut feeling is this is actually probably the best result for this squad because the, I don't think the squad has enough experience in it yet to go and play Champions League football. We are making far too many mistakes still. We have to learn from those. Okay. Um, just going to go through a few of the comments before we start to, to wrap things up. Uh, Fiona says, on current form, you won't pick any United players for the GB squad. I think the way that way Ian and Jacob talking, probably that's where most of us are. Uh, Jackie, he's impressed only United, at playing, ex including ex United players at the Olympics. Uh, Deb says the fact that we don't have any players with experience in international call up shows why we're not in the top three. The squad isn't good enough. And she uses the same word you used Ian, yet. Um, John Fry says we've improved from last season points wise. And first part of the season was what we can do next season. We better and fit players, absolutely. Um, 
Sang says, we were unlucky last season with some games. This year, you've been unlucky with some. And and I kind of get Sang's point. Um, I'm going to want to thank both of you for giving up your time, Jake. I'm going to let you go back to celebrating the Northern Irish win still. Uh, Ian, um, I'm going to let you go and watch the refereeing decisions from VAR in the Champions League games. So we know you all enjoy that. Um, Deborah's back next week with Andy and Matt. So join, in with, join Debs. And thanks, uh, everyone, for watching. Thanks for all your comments. And uh, take care, and we'll see you all soon. Thanks for watching. Bye.